to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I am very tired. It was a long day. Um, but here we are. 5.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For anyone out there who is wondering what the turnaround is on an average episode, you can see, based on when I started recording it, how long the episode is and how long it takes you to reach your phone. So, what we're here for is we're here to talk about Miss Marvel, because Miss Marvel came out on Wednesday, and I have not watched it yet. Oh, no, I did watch it the day of, and I did record the day of. I recorded an episode about it the day of. Problem is, the sound quality was shit. Um, I felt like I couldn't get quite enough done uh, in that one episode, so I wanted to get, you know, wanted to do a full, you know, separate episode where we really address the show completely, and here we are. Um, or was something else once that preempted me in the evening, and then, I don't know, my days of the week are all fucked up. Um, so, yeah. So here we are. Um, now, episode two of Miss Marvel was kind of interesting. Um, it is, oh, that is great. Thank you, phone, for moving into a more comfortable position on my dashboard, so that way I can get full blast of the air conditioner. Um, I got this new phone case, and my old one got destroyed in a rainstorm. Um, and when I say it got destroyed in a rainstorm, I mean I stepped out of my car, um, and my phone was in my hand, and it fell directly into a ankle-deep puddle. Um, and the phone case got ruined in, in that puddle. So I got this new phone case that's one of these, like, flappy ones, um, and it's pretty, pretty neat, um, but it doesn't hold its weight properly if you are trying to do a, what's it called, if you're trying to do a, uh, like, have it mounted on your dashboard from a, um, what's that thing called, like, with, the the pop socket, which I keep mine on, I have a pop socket and a pop socket mount. And then because if you want to have the app open for anything, you need to have the thing open. I've never tried to run this with a locked phone screen, so I don't want to risk it. Um, well, no, I did one time. I, I recorded part, went into Walmart, so I locked my phone screen and kept it paused in my pocket, and then came back, and it was, uh, what's it called? It was, uh, it, it had deleted everything, so I had to redo the entire episode. But now I don't do that anymore, so I, I, I make sure to not lock the screen, so I keep this thing open, but it also blocks my, we're getting way too off topic here, um, so Miss Marvel, um, this most recent episode, um, it is, in the last, in the first episode we had her get her powers, it is her, her first time, you know, having her powers, she, she puts on the bangle, she has that awakening moment, and then comes back, from the awakening moment, and then goes into, and then she has these new hard light abilities. So, if that was her getting bit by the spider at Oscorp to use 2002 Spider-Man as a barometer, if that was her, uh, if that was that moment for her, then this is her discovering her powers, working out what the limitations of her powers are, and trying to do that. Now, also what we get in this episode, I mean, that's all really cool. They do a really good job of showing her, trying to figure out what her powers are and how they work and 
you know, what her limitations are, like I just said, and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but juxtaposing that with, with setting up some of the... I feel like this should have been a two-episode premiere, um, because I feel like a lot of what happened in this episode really piggybacks off of the first, and then also includes a fair amount of, like this is what we're doing for the rest of the season, and here are the conflicts coming forward for the rest of the season. So, like, you know, Bruno is going to be going to uh, Caltech or some California technical institute, um, and that's something that he's got to grapple with just because he's 16 and he likes Kamala, and, you know, he's got to grapple with the fact that he is, you know, he has to pick those two things, um, like pick between the two, and, you know... I hope we don't get into High School Musical territory, because I think I've said it before that, like, the the problem with, like, a lot of modern writing for high school, uh, writing high school characters, is that high school characters don't act like how even people when I was in high school acted. Um, because if we look at, like, you know, High School Musical 2 is really the one that I always point to because my sister was really into that movie, so I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Um, and we... One of the things that, looking back on it, it's like the entire conflict comes from the fact that um, Troy is being actively vetted by the... What's it called? By the high school... Like, uh, by by some college. I forgot what the fucking college was. But some some big college is actively vetting him to for him to be in... Um, what's it called for him to be in, uh, on their team in college, and he, you know, might be getting a scholarship out of it, and, and all of that kind of stuff, um, so, the, the thing is, if that's the case, and that's the, like, if that's it, and he's telling his friends, like, look, they're actively courting me to go to this college, um, at the same time, violating some NCAA rules on recruitment standards, although in 2000, what, 2004, 2005, may have been a little bit more relaxed, but, um, you know, them, them recruiting him, it's like, oh, he's blowing, he's not blowing us off, he's trying to get into college and get a scholarship to play basketball, so he's, he's really not doing the wrong thing here, um, but, but looking at it that way, and looking at, like, um, the way he kind of is over the course of that movie, it is, it's not realistic to how high schoolers would actually behave, because a lot of, uh, in that situation, high schoolers would be like, oh, yeah, you're doing the right thing here, although you can't manufacture drama out of everyone being agreeable to the fact that, oh, yeah, that's 100% the right thing to do in this situation, without making everyone seem petty around him for being like, yeah, I know you have this great opportunity to possibly play basketball for one of the most prestigious schools on the planet for this program, but we want to put on a play at this country club. Uh, can you help us with that? Like, it, 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 it's dumb. So I hope we don't get into that because it's the kind of thing where it's like, I think that it would work a little bit better here because at the end of the day, it would be Bruno who's grappling with the decision and it would be Bruno who's going like, hey, I, I don't want to, um, like, look, I got this great opportunity, but also I have these feelings for you, so I don't know which way to, to go. And I think that, you know, 
I don't think Kamala would make, based on the two episodes, she doesn't seem like the type of person to mention herself as a victim to be like, yeah, well, let's do, like, don't do that, do, like, you know, stay here, and, and do that, and, you know, all of that, I don't think that would really happen, um, it is weird, though, because it's, like, it's one of those things that there's this weird cognitive dis- uh, disconnect for me, because, like, she is a junior in high school, and so she's a year younger than Spider-Man. Like, that's kind of an interesting way to look at it that I didn't really think of when that was happening. So, I, I think it'll be cool to see how that plays out. Um, I hope they don't get, they don't make that the, the real issue of the, of the, the whole personal relationship aspect of the story. At the same time, there's also the whole bit of Kamala and this new guy who she, who she has that crush on for the episode, and that relationship's kind of cute, and her, you know, the animation of her drawings of, of that is really cute and all of that. Um, as for damage control, I feel like the damage control storyline is burning too slowly for my liking. Um, I don't. I also don't understand why damage control is the organization that is overseeing this, considering logistically you would think that it would be like sword. Like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, regardless of how you feel about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, there isn't uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. organization that is in the picture broadly for, for them to, to look at. But at the same time, like, if there is no no S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't doing their thing, really, like, it, it, it is a, you know, it is a weird situation that needs to be, like, looked at. And, and like, why, like... What they need to do is they need to take the number of organizations that are actively recruiting uh, new heroes and and turn it down a little bit. Um, unless what they're doing is kind of like a power vacuum of like, that's what Phase 4 kind of feels like to me. And I think that we're kind of getting that a little bit. Because we, we're, like Feige said within the last week, like, oh, we're nearing the end of Phase 4, so we're going to get into the next big arc. And it's like, well, there hasn't really been a big arc. And then I'm thinking about it today while I'm at work, and I'm like, well, there kind of was. The big arc of Phase 4 is, where is everyone now? What, like, lay the groundwork for the next batch of movies. What, what is going on in this world after the event? Because it's not about the impact of Thanos as much as it's the impact of the Avengers losing Black Widow, the Avengers losing Tony Stark, and the Avengers losing... Um, Captain America. Like, what impact does that now have on the world? That's the question that is fundamentally being asked in Phase 4. What state is the world now in dealing with these changes? And then this new status quo. So, this idea that, like, oh, we have all of these, you know, all of these heroes and villains who are, are coming out of the woodwork, it's like, well, that's what happens, that's, you know, we have, like, you know, they talk about in Civil War, where it's like, you know, our existence invites challenge, it's like, well, you know, it, it seems like your, your envision may cause, your, your existence may cause, cha- make, you know, drive people to challenge you, but at the same time, looking around at what's going on here, it looks more like you, you being lost has more of an impact on, uh, I don't, what did I even like, 
it, it seems like you not being there is causing more people to come out and need to be fought. And it's about setting the stage for the next generation of heroes. It's it's the cast list for going forward this season. In the in the, in the next bit, in the same way that Phase One was going into the Infinity Saga, where it's like, here are the players that you need to know. Here are the players who are there, and then here are people who are in the world and what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, what organizations exist and what's going on there. I feel like you know making one of the shows focus more on like the idea of what's going on and, and all of that would have been more helpful where it's like this world that that's like this we now have three distinct organizations going around that are like well the Avengers are gone but the threats won't stop so we need something to do about it like the Avengers aren't gone the Avengers are the Avengers and maybe they're taking a much needed holiday after doing all they did in Endgame and, and that's all fine and good but you know the Avengers aren't the cohesive unit they were at the beginning of, you know, the last... Like, at, at the end... Like, when Endgame picks up, the Avengers were, you know, this cohesive unit. And we don't see them again as a cohesive unit like they were in Endgame until... What's it called? Until, uh... Whatever the next Avengers movie's gonna be. And it's about people picking up these roles. So Phase 4 might be you know, figuring out who's who and what's going on where in the Marvel Universe. I, I could see them doing Civil War 2. Like, Captain Marvel 3 could very well be Civil War 2 um, in, in this world, and I think that could be an interesting place for them to explore. I would like to see them try that. Um, I, I think that exploring, like, what... Here's the question that I have after watching the, these two episodes of Miss Marvel. What is Damage Control's endgame, for lack of a better word? Because here's the problem. Like, we know what Val wants. Val wants her own team, and Val is taking the role of, of Thunderbolt Ross because, unfortunately, William Hurt passed. So, she will be the leader of the Thunderbolts. Um, so... In that world, it's like she's going to assemble this team. We'll probably see her getting She-Hulk. We, I mean, she's got, you know, Yelena. She's got um, U.S. Agent. She's got... So she's got her team for a Thunderbolts movie set up. Like, she's ready to go there. If we look at the next step, which is, like, what is S.W.O.R.D.'s thing... Sword is more about defending from outside threats and, and defending against the super powerful uh, people. So, like Wanda, which they did a great job there, recreating Vision, which bit them in the ass because now Vision's on the loose and no one knows where he is. Um, like they were the they're the ones who you would think would be stepping in to intercede with Miss Marvel because. If you're dealing with someone who has light constructs, you'd think they'd be like, hey, wait a minute, that's kind of similar to what's going on with, you know, with with, Miss, with Captain Marvel. If she's got a similar power set, we may want to keep an eye on that. Um, and you would, and, and then the thing is, too, considering what is going on with Monica, considering Monica Rambo also has these light-based powers that are, you know... That, and she also works for S.W.O.R.D., you, you would think it would make the most logistic sense 
for, for them to just be like, alright, so let's put sword in here, not damage control. Because damage control, unlike the others, doesn't have a really, like, an established purpose for why they're there. Like, why am I... Like, what is damage control's endgame? Is damage control working for Val? Is it a new front for Hydra? Like, is it... Like, what is the endgame here? Like... I hope they go that route. Like, it'd be really cool if damage, if the Department of Damage Control ended up being Hydra. And, and that would make sense as to why, because I, I think at one point, um, Contessa Valentina, whatever the fuck her name is, that they call her Val, uh, who Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays, that character was Madame Hydra at one point. Like, that would be a great phase five, I think, would be dealing with that, and then you can go into Secret Wars after that. Um, but again, I don't know anything. I'm just giving my thoughts as to what they could do, and I feel like the, the, like, from a storytelling perspective, I understand what they're doing with this phase, um, but I think that the public at large is not quite as accepting of this like persona dramatis version of Marvel where it's like who is everyone where is everyone what are they doing and where are they going after this they, they were confronted with this reality and I think that like splitting the Marvel Universe up into different um, what's it called into different kind of sections kind of makes sense in a weird way because like you really couldn't do Infinity War without the Guardians but at the same time, like, the Guardians being isolated and Captain Marvel being isolated and all these cosmic characters being isolated makes the most sense. Because if you brought in these big heavy hitters into every dumbass conflict that they get involved with, then, like, what's the point? Like, if you called in Captain Marvel for, like, say, the Winter Soldier, or Captain America the Winter Soldier, it would be a very simple proposition on, on how to handle that problem. Um, the same goes for, like, you know, any of the other ones. You need to have, like, paranormal. You need to have, um... Uh, that's how I would split it up. You have the occult, the paranormal, the, the stuff that they're introducing, like, in the Halloween special with, like, Werewolf by Night and Blade. And, you know, we have Moon Knight, who's kind of in that same world and, and all these other things. You do that. You do, um, like, street-level, like, Defenders-type shit. Like, you know, when Daredevil comes back, which is happening... Like Daredevil's coming back, we're gonna have, we're gonna have more Charlie Cox um, as Matt Murdock, and, and you know it's gonna be awesome. But like that, um, like we don't, and, and it, it just makes the most sense to keep these incidents kind of separated, um, so that way they can each develop, each have their own little response thing. But at the same time, I come back to there is no good reason as of right now as to why Damage Control was the one doing this. I think by the end of this show, it's going to come out that damage control, like, because that's the thing, too. If we think back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is where we really got introduced to Val in a big, bad way, not, like, we didn't get it as much in in her small cameo at the end of, um, what was it, at the end of Black Widow, but at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when she shows up and she's like, you know, yeah, we don't know who actually owns the shield and all of that, like... She does appear to be working for some government agency. Like, 
because she's showing up at what is definitely supposed to be a congressional hearing, but looks like a shot in a courthouse. Um, like, she's showing up there and is like, yeah, we don't know who the shield actually belongs to. It's kind of nebulous, but, you know, if we want to give it to you, then we can give it to you. And, you know, like, that idea that she's the one who's overseeing the Department of Damage Control, I think would be very interesting. Because then it gives Kamala something to reject and then puts her on the path where it's like, all right, we need someone to, what's it called? We need someone, we need people who we can control. And that puts her onto the path of using the ex-cons, the, the Suicide Squad and all that. And then all, well, I mean, Suicide Squad-like or Task Force X-like. And then you can also send her out on a, um, what's it called? Um, like, that would give her an in for abomination and give her an explanation as to why she wants abomination. Instead of just going like, hey, She-Hulk, or hey, Hulk, do you want to come and help me out and be a member of this team? And, like, why, like, it would give an explanation as to why she's reaching out to these people rather than going to, like, you know, I can't control the Avengers, but I can go to these other people, but then why not go to heroes who are not yet, you know, established instead of going to, you know, villains that you can just control by saying, like, hey, we'll give you time off your sentence. And then the Department of Damage Control, considering we saw it in No Way Home, could be, I like this theory that I just came up with, and I can't wait to see on Screen Rant in three days, because those motherfuckers always rip me off on a regular basis, um, but it's like, I think that's probably the way it's gonna go, where we're gonna, by the end of this show, we're gonna find out that Val is the secretary of the Department of Damage Control, whatever they want to call her role, uh, in the government, whether or not she's Hydra, that's up in the air, um, I would prefer she was Hydra, but... It's also possible that she's, you know, not Hydra. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. I think we've covered a lot of ground here. This came out a lot better than the other episodes, so I think we'll just, you know, keep this as is. Um, this week we have episode three of Miss Marvel. We have episode two of, um, or episode six, the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then there's also the, uh... What's it called? There's also an episode of, um... What else was that? There's one other show, I feel like. Um... can't remember now from the life of me. I feel like this is a problem. Um... Fuck, what was the other show? Um... Oh, well. Oh, Black Phone this week and Elvis. Out of two movies. So, uh... So until then, have a great rest of your week.